Waiver Wired is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet and you get with Caesars Rewards. Must be 21 or older. Week 12 of the fantasy season, and it is one of the best football weeks of the year because we get three games on Thursday. We get a game on Friday this year. We get a full slate of games on Sunday. And we still get Monday Night Football, so we have a lot to be thankful for. How's your week going, Eddie? Uh, you just said it, Jen. I mean, I am excited for the the football, uh, our first ever Black Friday game, like football every single day, basically coming up. Uh, obviously, the Giants winning a game, probably not the best thing, but it's always good to root for a good story with a Tommy well, DeVito and, and then to react to, you know, we have now entering week 12, which we'll, we're going to get into this. Six quarterbacks who are day three picks or undrafted. Yep. Tim Boyle, Jake Browning, Aiden O'Connell, uh, DTR, Jordan Thompson Robinson, Tommy DeVito, like I just mentioned, and Josh Dobbs. So then when now people are attacking Tom Brady for saying there's a lot of mediocre play going on right now, I kind of look at that list and I'm like, yeah, I guess it kind of well, makes sense. I see where Tommy's coming from. Yeah, I have a couple of things to say about that. Number one, how many chicken cutlets did you send Mr. DeVito? Eddie, because we talked about this last week. I said, how many chicken cutlets? That he got. The, the, I feel like you sent him about three dozen. That that picture, I think I retweeted it and it made its way around social media that a place close by, um, you know, Giant State MetLife where they, you know, play in practice. They sent him a nice, humongous chicken parm. Like, I mean, it was like three foot long, a huge thing. And he, uh, that guy deserves it. I mean, who cares? Like your mom doing your laundry, your mom making your bed, your mom making all your meals. Uh, the first Giants quarterback to toss three touchdown passes since Daniel Jones did it himself back in 2019. Um, and again, like I, I know that you know tanking is paramount everyone wants to have a top two pick you got to get drake may you got to get caleb williams whatever i didn't expect the giants to finish with three wins anywhere two wins anyway and i you know who like we if any if anything taught us like that having the top overall pick may not always work out for you this is the season to be paying attention to that when we have a Bryce Young and a CJ Stroud thing where it fell into their lap. We all learned from Lovey Smith last year. So I'm not saying I'm thrilled about the victory, although the Giants defense did play really well. Saquon Barkley's been awesome uh, the last few weeks. Um, it's good. It's so good for a guy that probably yeah. had no idea that he was ever going to be in an NFL game, bounced around in different colleges. So good for you, Tommy DeVito. Happy for the DeVito family. They'll have a nice little uh, Thanksgiving in North Jersey. Well, you said who cares, and I'll tell you who cares. The future Mrs. DeVito. Because no matter what happens, she's never going to live down that his mom was there the day that he had this epic game. Because I doubt he'll ever have another game like that. No. And th this poor Mrs. DeVito is never, you know, she's she's going to have trouble with her in-laws. I mean, that's Jen. That's all that, 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 Problems with the in-laws. It's Thanksgiving. These are the things we talk about. These are the real things in our lives. These are not uh, fantasy. That's so that's so accurate. And and when you just said it, Jen, he'll never have a game like that in his life. Not yeah. only because of like how improbable it was, but. That game, like that was such a weird game. He was sacked so many, like breaking records, <laughs> sacked so many times. And I've never seen a guy that's been sacked that much. And then still like look at his stat line, like pretty good completion percentage, pretty, pretty good, good yardage, a lot of like, touchdowns. Like he was yards. good. Like nobody getting knocked around like that is that good. We've seen it happen too many times this year already. Um, uh, What a strange game. Like, I mean, Giants O-line being the typical Giants O-line, but he still found a way chucking it downfield, getting everyone involved. Uh, a, a crazy game, like I said a hundred times. It's just you have to be happy for a guy like that. It's sports. That's why you love sports. Stop rooting for the the, the negative. Don't don't worry about tanking. Just enjoy the season. I'll have you know that I did pick the Giants against the spread. Uh, so I was on your side for this one, mm -hmm. and I was very happy to see it happen. You mentioned Tom Brady's comments about mediocre play, and, and it does make you. I was thinking about this this week. Like, 
How difficult is being an NFL quarterback? Let's reflect because we all like to talk smack about Dak or Daniel Jones or whoever, Mm -hmm. but like there aren't even 32 guys. There aren't even really 32 guys that are very successful. (laughs) <laughs> right? Like, and, and he's like, oh, well, there's always some backup that can, you always got this idea that, oh, this guy would be so much better. Really? How much does that happen? I mean, Joshua Jobs is a rare exception. And even still, he's not probably really at the level, uh, you know, like how many Vikings fans feel like Kirk Cousins would have won that game last mm-hmm. week, right? There's a reason why these guys are backups and they've been perennial backups. And the idea that it's, you know, not such a big deal to be an NFL quarterback when we honestly can't even really find 32 solid quarterbacks, forget about the depth behind it. Right. So yeah, maybe there's a Troy Lance out there that if you gave him enough chance, he would be awesome. But in reality, I think we all need to have a reality check about how difficult it actually is to be an NFL quarterback. And when you have someone like a CJ Stroud or like a Brock Purdy, they're they're really truly special. As much as we want to talk smack about them and we make our jokes and all that, that's part of what we have to do. But these are really incredibly talented human beings, very special human beings. Absolutely, Jen. I mean, it's first of all, it's it is really funny that the the comments are coming from Tom Brady. Like, I mean, the greatest ever. Yeah. He's not calling everyone mediocre. Like, I mean, in comparison to you, who like. Even the best of the even the best of the best, the Montanas and the Peyton Man, like they're still below you. Like it's so it's funny coming from Tom, but also in fairness to Tom, Tom was a late round pick and he worked his way to become what he was. So I I understand where he's coming from. And and you mentioned the the Strouds and the Purdies and, and those guys, like obviously different circumstances, but it is really special to see guys like that who um, kind of come into a situation and just not only making the most of it, but really improve everything about the team. And we haven't really seen that this year. I mean, look about like when Joe, even when Joe Burrow, I know he was injured early on in the season and everyone's like, Oh, what's wrong with Joe Burrow? Josh Allen, as of late, he's been the guy, a lot of people have been crushing people now are kind of flipping back on Russell Wilson and go, maybe he's not that bad guys. These are guys. These are guys that were like pro bowler, like, Everyone's like Hall of Fame's on the horizon. Obviously, Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl. Joe Burrow's been in a Super Bowl. Uh, Josh Allen's right there. And we're crushing these guys. I want to tell everyone that's like crushing these guys to be like, look who else is starting in the NFL in the year 2023 in like week 12, like playoff crunch time, like Thanksgiving week. These guys are starting undrafted or day three guys that no one's ever heard of. No one will ever watch their college games and they're playing football. Like Tim Boyle, look at his college stats. Just yeah. listen to this podcast, pause it, look at Tim Boyle's college stats and then come back to me like, wow, this is crazy. Then maybe you'll stop uh, criticizing the, the, the Joe Burrows, the Josh Allen's, the Russell Wilson's. It's a strange, strange time right now in the NFL. And obviously that does affect your, your fantasy team because the quarterback play, yes. but then your running backs, your tight ends, your receivers. So it's all kind of combined. It's just some wonky times here, Jen. It is all kind of combined. As you mentioned, Tim Boyle now going to be the QB for the Jets. The number two overall pick, Zach Wilson, is third string now. Third string is mm-hmm. not the backup. Like Trevor Simeon's now officially the backup. So, wow, ouch. <laughs> I mean, like, that that was quite a, a flip-flop. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is, and that's what we're dealing with. And a lot of you may have now lost, let's count them. We got Daniel Jones, uh, Anthony Richardson, Joe Burrow, um, uh, Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, uh, Geno Smith may have an elbow thing. Yes. We, you know, yes. there, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot. Deshaun Watson done for the season. I mean, th- there's a lot here. And 
So a lot of you are probably wondering, what do I do? Especially if you're in the dreaded, oh my God, I hate these leagues, super flex leagues, Mm -hmm. where you have to have two quarterbacks, which by the way, this is, if there isn't, just stop, just stop with a super flex league. I'm with you, totally with you on that. And there aren't two quarterbacks on any real fantasy team. And I know we're playing fantasy, but this format is ridiculous. Anyway, um, for this week, as far as streamers, I would say my number one streamer is Gardner Minshew, if you can get him. And that's because of the matchup with the Buccaneers, who have allowed now three quarterbacks in the past four games to finish as the QB2 or better. So like Brock Purdy, CJ Stroud, the two we just named, and Josh Allen, who we were just talking about, all had massive games. Um, Allen and Purdy were the QB2 that week. Stroud was the QB1 that week. All versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the last four weeks. Only Will Levis kind of failed to deliver. But again, he's a rookie. We're going to give him a pass on that. So we've seen Gardner Minshew throw for more than 300 yards in a game twice this season. He's coming off a bye. He should be healthy. So he is probably your best streaming option because, look, otherwise, what are you, I mean, maybe maybe Drew Locke, but it's, it's the mm. Niners and yeah. Tommy DeVito. Like, I don't know. I feel like the chicken cutlet magic is probably <laughs> over. I agree. So, and you know, my, and now you know my concerns about the future, Mrs. DeVito. So I, I just feel like you don't have a lot of options. That's probably where you are. I mean, Will Levis, not right now, but down the stretch has a really good um, playoff matchup. If he looks right the next couple games, um, they fired the offensive coordinator for Pittsburgh. Does Kenny Pickett have a chance? Because the matchup's really good. Yeah, I I mean, if you watch some of that, I've seen a ton, like too many clips of Kenny Pickett uh, online and just like missing throws, throwing to spots in the field. There is no one there. Um, Is that Matt Canada or is that the is that the quarterback? Is that maybe just the the communication offense being poor, which I guess you can kind of pin on Matt Canada. Um, I'm not sure if Kenny Pickett is ever going to be worthy of a first round pick. The Steelers took him in, but I maybe if they have to inject life in that team, which now is having uh, a phenomenal you know stretch here. Jalen Warren. So your ground game is working. They yes. have the weapons. Um, this is a good, it, it makes sense why they fired him. So I, I, I do, I would, I would buy into Pickett a little bit. He does kind of have like that weird clutch gene about him. Um, but, but Jen, you were saying something, this is like an impromptu question based on this. And you made me think of, it's like crazy how, you know, you go into fantasy season going, you take that running back and you take his handcuff because running back injuries and you, you worry about the committee are we like going to have to start doing this now for quarterbacks? Yeah. Like, are we going to have to be That's like, a good question. well, Indianapolis Colts, like Anthony Richardson, wasn't that great in college, kind of a project, you know, he's a really good backup is Gardner Minshew. He's done it yeah. before we trust him. Like, do you, do you not have to like take that guy if you're in like a deeper roster league or put a guy in, uh-huh. whatever it is like, cause now we're this, this, like you're, you're listing all these quarterbacks. Like who do you trust? Like you want to take one of the Patriots quarterbacks versus the giants. Like uh, it's like one of those things where your team is going to be, you know, won't announce. I know. He went bill. It's so, but, like yeah we're we're at a stage now like i said week 12 like the thanksgiving week big week for games and playoff picture and we're starting all these quarterbacks that are have they're not drafted most of them and now it's like yep gardner Minshew is the guy yeah. and it's so it's again like your, your fantasy team is now full of studs at running back receiver tight end your quarterback uh you know undrafted very strange uh, and by the way if you if you uh drafted tyler heineke as your handcuff there sorry that mm-hmm. isn't working out either yeah, because it's Ritter. desmond ritter again uh, yeah, it, it is a question. You know, what's interesting, too, is it's not just the old guys that are getting hurt. It's not like it's no. just Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins. And it's the young guys, too. It's the Joe Burrows. It's the Anthony Richardson. So any of them can get hurt. It can always happen. And we used to always have that, 
you know, strategy of waiting to draft a quarterback. Now it feels like you can wait and draft a quarterback, but you need to draft three of them because you need to have the depth. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's what I'm going to start doing. And in two quarterback leagues this year, I actually did do that. I ended up with like two bench quarterbacks. Thank goodness. Because like, for instance, in one league I had, here are my four quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, Jimmy Garoppolo and Gardner Minshew. And, oh yeah, five. And I took Sam Darnold. So that's the one I did. I did take some Sam Darnold and like, cause, cause you just have to have that insurance. Now I think that's might be how we have to start trying to play, but to your point, these backup guys, how do you even really guess about them? Because really one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion is Cooper rush for the Dallas Cowboys. Sure. However, he doesn't really do a lot for your fantasy weapons. And what he's going to do is put up a very conservative line for you. By the way, I was thinking about what you were saying about Russell Wilson. And we've been saying on this podcast all season, he's actually like a little better than you realize. He's just kind of giving you that solid floor. I feel like Russell Wilson is what Jimmy Garoppolo used to be with the Niners. Now, when you start him, you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to take negative. I'll probably get two touchdowns, 220 passing yards, maybe mm -hmm. one touch, maybe a few rushing, you know, it'll be okay. I feel like that's how we should start seeing Russell Wilson moving forward. That's a phenomenal comp. The only, the only issue and then which Bronco fans will clearly point us out to us is like the contract. It's if it didn't have that humongous contract, make a big splash trading for him. Then I would say, yeah, the, the, the Jimmy G comp is perfect. Like right now. Well, I just Russ mean for fantasy. No, no, I know. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah and I, and yeah. I'm saying, because you look at Russ, Russ is definitely not a negative. He he's, he's never going to give you that humongous, um, you right. know, a Jalen hurts, a Allen, a Mahomes type game. But he's going to give you the, you know, the two, like you said, 200 plus two touches exactly. And he's, he's a guy. And the, the reason why I asked that the quarterback depth question was because I did that. I took Deshaun yeah. Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. I picked up Russell Wilson, but I still didn't feel comfortable because, you know, in Russell Wilson's last year, obviously he's been good for kind of proved me wrong there. Still made a trade for Kyler Murray. It's like I'm now gathering quarterbacks because it's just been so, so shaky. But uh, Russell Wilson, not shaky uh, outside of, a, you know, one or two weeks, maybe he's been pretty good, uh, as good as you can get. And uh, and he should be good because the, the offense has weapons too there. So, but yeah, he the Jimmy G comp uh, on the Niners is, is a great one. I feel like that's that's just who he is now mm -hmm. as far as a fantasy quarterback. And you know what? Right now, I am just fine with that. I am just fine with that. He actually has like the fourth most. Let me look up the stats here. He's like the third type of the third most passing touchdowns. It's just that he isn't getting a lot of the yards. So it doesn't feel like it's as good, if you will. But yeah, it's there. Um, continuing to talk about quarterbacks. Why don't we talk about quarterbacks that have a good playoff schedule? So I mentioned Will Levis again. <laughs> I know we're getting kind of ugly here. That's just how it is because that's the situation. Mm -hmm. um, he actually has a lot of good matchups because he sees Houston twice mm -hmm. in the, the playoffs. And that could be really good for you. He sees Houston twice and Seattle once. So you know, again, if you're desperate, another quarterback to think about ahead of time, Matt Stafford. Again, Matt Stafford has not been good for fantasy. He's been far worse than Russell Wilson, but his matchups in the playoff, Washington, New Orleans, and the New York Giants, 
Mm-hmm. Again, the commanders just allowed, you know, three passing touchdowns to Tommy DeVito. So Matt Stafford, especially if he gets Cooper Cup back in time for the run. And, we, and anyway, they're going to get Kyron Williams back. They're going to look a little bit better. They're going to be healthier. We've seen him be successful with Puka Nakua. So Matt Stafford is one. I'm just talking about looking ahead if you want to grab that handcuff, right? Because we were talking about you got you got to get the insurance. These are the guys to have on your bench. Josh Dobbs, you probably can't get him on your bench anymore. Right. But he's someone you certainly don't want to drop and let your opponent have. His matchups are also good. Cincinnati, Detroit, Green Bay. Uh, Russell Wilson actually has one of the best playoff schedules. Do not drop Russell Wilson. Detroit, New England, Los Angeles Chargers in your championship week. The Chargers. It's great. I mean, again, to keep talking about Russ, like another thing you love about Russ this year is just like the 19 to 4 touchdown to interception ratio is great, especially like a year, like the top fantasy quarterback is throwing a, you know, a crack ton of interceptions. He's uh, he's, he's protecting the ball. And it is this weird thing where Denver just looks like a better team. Their defense is playing a lot better. Their offense now seems to be clicking. It might've just taken him this much time with a new regime there, obviously, like I said, and, and they didn't trade away Sutton and uh, Jerry Judy, which I guess is a good thing for them. So uh, a big fan of Russell Wilson. He's definitely helped a lot of people who believe in him this year. And then finally, uh, the quarterback with one of the best playoff schedules is Kyler Murray, the quarterback you've been holding, you and I have been holding. Oh, yeah. And and Kyler looks good, right? He nearly beat the Texans this week. I mean, I I, I don't think Kyler wants to tank, obviously. No. I mean, I think he wants a um, job. He wants to keep, keep his he wants, job. Yeah, of course. Um, so I think he's going to be good for you for your fantasy teams. And the matchups in the final three fantasy playoff weeks, ready? San Francisco sounds tougher than it is. They've been very actually generous to opposing quarterbacks the last few weeks. Couple injuries too, yeah. Couple injuries too. Chicago, we all know about the Bears. And then finally, Philadelphia. And say what you will, the Chiefs should have easily won that game last night. Mm-hmm. There were multiple times. It was just there. Justin Watson, Travis Kelsey was, I mean, look, dude, if this relationship is messing up, your your fantasy value. I'm I'm not a fan, Trav. Sorry, maybe you're getting a little too into yourself. You just gotta hold on to the ball. If if I need to fly Taylor there, if I need to charter the plane, whatever needs to be done, please send it to me. Now, also on this note, I'm making a joke here, right? Make a joke. I saw something on social media today that I think needs to be addressed. And I want to talk to all our listeners. Listeners. I don't think you would do this because you're cool. Because you're listeners of waiver wired. So you've got class. But there are some fantasy football players who are out there tweeting at players, angry at them for what they're doing to their fantasy team. Now, we've seen this happen in the past with Miles Sanders, right? He got, guess what's happened to Miles Sanders? He fell off. You know why? Because you guys bullied him. So stop. Guess who they're doing it to this time, Eddie? Justin Jefferson. If you people mm-hmm. are out there telling Justin Jefferson that he needs to play because of your fantasy team and he decides to stick it to you and, you know, not play because maybe he'll just do that. If they lose this week, why should he? I am going to come find you. I will find you. The- you will not like what happens. What, what I will the, force you to watch New York Giants games on a loop. It's not from pretty, this folks. Season. I'll tell you, it's, it's not pretty. I, it's not pretty. You don't want to do this, okay? Do not tweet Justin Jefferson 
and tell him and he do, if I swear. <laughs> the reason why you don't tweet at him is because I mean, obviously it's insane behavior, but like if the guy has an injury, if you rush somebody sure. back with an injury, they re-injure themselves. That's it. It is over with. You're they're done. done. They're never coming Just back for all of us. Just wait until they're healthy. And then you'll maybe salvage, you know, four or five weeks if you're lucky, but it's four or five weeks, you know, and plus whatever the beginning of the season is better than having zero weeks after the injury. Absolutely. So that's why I, you always avoid that. 70%. I'd rather have three weeks at hundred percent than three weeks at 70% and then wonder mm -hmm. what to do. Do I start this guy? Right. Okay, so I got that off my chest. And I'm glad that JJ did address it. It's like, yeah, I'm going to come back when I'm healthy. And then you know when he's back, when he's healthy, he's going to be dominant. No matter if I was quarterback or Josh Dobbs or Kirk Cousins, it doesn't matter. So, uh, yeah, you just stay away from Twitter. You wouldn't tell him that in person. You wouldn't tell any player that in person, uh, especially not arguably the, not arguably the best receiver in the game right now uh, who could very easily win you your league when he comes back 100% healthy. Absolutely. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. So, Tony Pollard finally scored. Revert the wave of wire reverse jinx working again. We said, well, we said in yeah. the in the podcast, we said this is the week you got to start him if he doesn't start this week. Like, like that the Panthers have allowed the most most touchdowns. Yep. He did. So, thank you, Tony Pollard. Um, for those of you who prayed, as we suggested, it worked. You gave some thanks. Maybe give some more thanks this week. I don't think this is going to be a big Tony Pollard game uh, on Thursday. We'll talk about that, but that is good to know. Um, what other news do we have here? Um, uh, oh, gosh, I can't believe it. Thursday night football, Mark Andrews. Yeah. The Mark Andrews loss. We have to talk about tight ends. Brutal. Like we went into Thursday night. Uh, by the way, 
We would have smashed that Mark Andrews prop. Oh, I have a bad B too, but yeah, finish yours. Um, we, we did get our other props. So mm-hmm. we're good. OBJ did, you know, clear it in one reception, all that. That's fine. But yeah, if you need a replacement for Mark Andrews, obviously the first person you're going to put in a claim for is Isaiah Likely, who is the actual handcuff. Now, it's not often the tight ends have real handcuffs. Isaiah Likely actually does have upside. That being said, I'm also more excited about Odell Beckham Jr. Because over the past few weeks, he's had the most targets, the most yards, and he's got that veteran presence that they'll be missing now with Mark Andrews. So I think both Likely should be a top tight end uh, add. I also think that even if you don't need Isaiah likely, if you have the fab and you have the room, you take him and you block whoever had Mark Andrews from being able to get him mm-hmm. because it's time to start playing defense friends, not just offense. We're in the final weeks here. You got to get your spot in the playoffs. Do what I, you I, I love that move. That's great. And I think I, I, I every week I'm up and down on this uh, Ravens offense, new coordinator, like, they were going to beat the Bengals regardless of Joe Burrow's injury or not. Yeah. Um, so two things I'm going to ask you about that game. Well, that, well, first thing is I, my, my player proper Zay flowers had like a 40, whatever yard touchdown taken back over a uh, quote unquote yep. holding. And that I saw that and I was like, I was going to text you, gonna bother you and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I, I, felt, that, I felt for you. Cause and like it hit so early too. It would have been it. And then even Herb street was like, they showed the replay in like slow motion. And then he's just like, yep. I don't know. I don't know why they called that. And it's like, nothing you can do about it. Can't review that bad penalty. Um, so yeah, I mean, at least uh, Herbie had my back there. Terrible, bad beat on that one. So I'm sorry we took that prop. But my question about that, the big news with that game was that, that Amazon's cameras caught it of Burrow walking in with the, the wrist brace on how, where do you stand on that? Like the Bengals, should they have been more transparent? Like he is dealing with an injury. How do you feel about them kind of disclosing it? And then all of a sudden he's throwing balls on the sideline and he's like doubled over in pain. Where do you stand? It did feel like they were keeping something from us. And I know since no, it's just a compression garment, but Mm. those are the rules. Them's the rules. Now I understand it's gotten a lot trickier because of fantasy and because of uh, betting and all of that. But Here's the thing, like if you want us to believe that it's transparent and it's legit, then you have to be transparent with us because it's weird. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It, it looks suspicious, whether it is or not. I know there's a lot of jokes about like the NFL writing the script. Don't give us reason to believe that the NFL is writing the script. Right. Or that they're in on it with with Las Vegas. It was it was not cool. I mean, we took the Bengals plus four. Again, if I had known that Joe Burrow had a wrist issue. I, I I might not have. I might have just stayed away from betting it altogether. I'm not saying I would have picked the Ravens. I'm saying I probably would have laid off. That's the hundred. I mean, it's a hundred percent the answer. It's it's like the NFL can't. The, the NHL is notorious for being the absolute worst. Of this where they just be like lower body injury, upper body injury. There's no specifics. They do that more because they don't want players targeting their the the body part and hits and stuff. So people kind of understand it. But the NFL has never been that way. The NFL is pretty clear about what the injury is, and we have so many of these um, insider guys who tell you what the injury is, and they say, "Are you probable, questionable, doubtful, whatever?" Uh, Burrow then having that on, they try to be like, "Well, it's a compression thing." it's you know for the flights and the travel it's like swelling and 
people aren't dumb. But why would you it, have swelling? Exactly. And then the problem is now, like you said, not only is it for fantasy football, which is a billion dollar industry, which we're doing the show right now and everyone we know plays it. That's a huge concern. But now the league is now in bed with different betting partners and people are betting like, let alone us on that game, giving player props oh. over that all affects that people are betting six plus figures, seven plus figures on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. And now you're it's easy money for Vegas. So I saw when I saw that happen, I mean, good on Amazon for catching the getting the footage of that that to me is not kosher that is not cool um i don't know how severe the injury was before he must have tweaked it in the game but if there was if you're on the precipice of having a really bad a pretty bad injury obviously bad enough to keep him out for the season it's your starting quarterback and no one's notified uh something stinks there it, it is interesting too because they're like calvin really you're out for the season dude yeah. you can't play at all because we are so serious yeah. about transparency and then you have a star quarterback. Pretty bad. Pretty, pretty bad said, for the gambling and fantasy community. Got real screwed on that one. So that was definitely frustrating. I feel like uh, Arthur Smith may have even orchestrated this because he likes to screw the fantasy embedding community. Um, the worst. Just for fun. Just, just to let you know this on extra points, Sarah Tiana, uh, uh, Atlanta Falcons fan, uh, great community. One of her, her close friends, Jason Tebow, also a Falcons fan. He came on the show to talk about it. And they were, we, Dave asked them, Arthur Smith as head coach next year uh, or a robot head coach because our Arthur Blank, the owner, came back and said he's returning. And they were just like, yeah, robot, robot all the way. So that's that's what you're up against, yeah. uh, Arthur Smith. I want a robo um, I want a robo coach. <laughs> I mean, on, I mean, I'm at, I, I like anyone. Give me Kyle Pitts. Give me Drake London. Give me B. John Robinson. I'll find a way to make it work. Not this guy. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And speaking and, of and quarterbacks, can't be an excuse because look at the entire league. That's the oh, worst no, part. It oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you you cannot use quarterback as an excuse. I mean, the Steelers are winning games mm-hmm. with Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. You know, you just find a way. And I feel like they have less talent, arguably, than the, oh, the Falcons. Sure. Totally. I don't know. I mean, the whole and also just the penalty things this year seems out of control. Just just all of them. The most I mean, I don't know. Maybe we feel this every year, but there's this debate. We should have it in the offseason. Like, should we figure out a way for your receivers to get maybe half the yardage if they draw a PI? Because there's so many times that you're like, <laughs> But, but my guy just yeah. but he just you know he he got fouled and he would have it would have mm-hmm. caught that and it would have been a 36 yard game i was right because this is what's so frustrating when you're like me and you and you're looking at everything like you like the zay flowers thing for you or my marquez valdez scantling call last Oof. night i said he would go over 18 and a half receiving yards Ugh. right it's all there it's mm-hmm. all all the areas are there everything is there now in in that case he dropped it but sometimes it's a it's often a pi that mm-hmm. ruins it. And you, it still leads to a touchdown. It almost never, it never goes to the guy that drew the PI. Like you never get those points back. The, so. the I'm with you on that because what's happened recently and, and quarterbacks have caught on to this and this has been a, a trend and you're probably not going to be able to say, but it's like when they do the underthrown ball, the underthrown ball is the mm-hmm. easy trick to get a, a penalty thrown on the DB because what obviously has to happen is the receiver has to turn back around. DB gets caught up there. So when it, it's happening so frequently, 
if you're going to reward the receiver, you're right in the sense, why is he not getting those at least like, you know, a percentage of the okay. yardage if he's doing that. And this, this is a play that's been, you know, happening quite a bit for definitely the last, you know, three years, if not five years, I've seen it quite a bit. So um, unless the league changed, which they won't, because again, we're talking about the NFL here who let the Joe Burrow injury happen. Um, they never want to admit they're wrong. So this will be, this is the way of the future. It's just going to be flags, flags, flags. So if there's going to be this many flags in our game, yeah. Why are we not rewarding the players? Feels like there should be way to. It'd be hard to score. You know, it would be complicated. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's just a thought. I'd love to see if somebody like tried a league. I don't know exactly how you'd figure it out, but tried a league and just saw how it worked out. Because I do think it would change our rankings and and everything. I mm-hmm. think it would be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it's like a NBA player getting to the free throw line in a sense. Like you have, you, you know, you're, oh, you're drawing those amount of fouls. If you get a, yeah, I mean, I look. The NFL could definitely try it out. Try, I mean, it's either that or they just go to like the blanket, you know, the college rules, 15 yards, and then you don't have to worry about it, I guess. But that'll never happen either. So uh, I, I like the thing outside the box. I mean, again, we're if we're in this lead, this new phase of football with a ton of flags, ton of penalties, lean into it then. That's, that's how we have to adjust. This show is called Waiver Word, so I feel like we have to address the waiver word a little bit. Yeah. And then let's jump over to the Thursday night games. There's just so much to talk about. Um, I'll say now we did not have time to get mailbag in today because we knew we would have a packed episode with the holidays. So uh, if you guys have questions, feel free to tweet them at us. We may or may not answer because we may be in a trip to friend coma, but we'll do our best. And plus you're cheering for the Cowboys. So, yeah. And plus I'm cheering for the Cowboys who should have a smash matchup this week. But that always scares me. No. Um, looking ahead, because we were talking about tight end, let's start there. I want to talk, I I just want to be looking forward now because everybody that listens to the show is probably going to the playoffs or is close to going to the playoffs. So Mm -hmm. I really want to get you there and I want to get you through them. So if you're looking ahead for tight ends, especially if you're looking for a handcuff and not for just this week, these are the guys to consider based on schedule. Okay. Based on schedule. Daniel Bellinger. Eddie, how you feel? Little sick. Believe he was uh three for three last game. Uh had like a twenty-five or twenty-six yard reception in that one. I don't know why. I didn't know I mean I obviously I watched it, but um they uh you know, a young quarterback's safety blanket is the tight end. Uh Darren Waller, no word of his return. He was already put in the eye. I mean, would you bring him back? I wouldn't. If no, I were the Giants, no, I would no. just say, No, 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 you get healthy and we're gonna tank. And by yes. the way, the Giants don't even know how to tank, right? It's so funny. Well, that's the thing. Like we debated as like, you know, this is a fantasy. We'll keep it fantasy quickly, but it's like, how else can you really tank besides just playing Tommy DeVito? Like that's really, right. what I mean, that's like, like, that's all you can do. And then not bring back Darren Waller be like, yep, yeah, that hamstring still messed up. Just, you know, take your money, sit in the sideline. That's really all you could do. The NFL is not like, other sports. One, I guess. If you start, but then the thing is, like, if they start benching Saquon and Dexter Lawrence and Kayvon Thibodeau and all these players, then the NFL could be like, investigate. I want to investigate yeah. why you're doing that. So it becomes yeah. a whole strange thing. Yeah. Um, but Bellinger is, he's always going to be on the field too because he's a great, he's a really good blocker. So I, I do like that. So for Bellinger, for again, this is if you lost Mark Andrews, if it's mm-hmm. thin on the wire, um, his matchups are New Orleans, Philadelphia, and Los Angeles Rams, all three of which are bottom 10 versus the tight end. And in the three games that he's played without Darren Waller, he's second in receiving yards to only Darius Slayton, who now might be injured. So yeah, 
There you go. Uh, after that, David Njoku, he is available in some leagues and he should be a priority because across the past three weeks, he has a team high at 27% target share and he's uh, second in receiving yards only to Amari Cooper. So whoever ends up playing quarterback for the Browns, they're probably again going to lean on their tight end. Obviously, Dorian Thompson Robinson leaned on him a ton. I mean, he was just blanketed mm-hmm. with targets. And even if it ends up being Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco also likes to target his tight ends. Sure. So you're in a good situation there. Um, Chigo Conquo. Only tricky thing here is because the Titans are not on the right trajectory and they also probably need to lose some games. He, he may get rotated out a little bit for some younger players to get some experience, but on the surface, this um, matchup for the, Fantasy playoffs is great. Houston twice and Seattle. Houston has not been good versus the tight end, nor has uh, Seattle. But Houston specifically has allowed nearly 15 PPR points per game to tight ends. So if Will Levis is able to turn it on, which we were talking about, he could turn it on by hitting Chigo Conquo. Uh, next up, Gerald Everett or Donald Parra, depending on who is healthy. Could be Parham at this point, again, based on the way the Chargers are going. Um, you know it's a high-volume passing attack. You know that they're without Mike Williams. They might remain without Josh Palmer, for all we know. Quentin Johnson just hasn't been getting it done. I'm, I'm sorry to say, because he's a TCU horn Frog, but no, not looking good. They've got the Raiders, the Bills, and the Broncos, all of which are favorable. And in the championship week, it's the Broncos, and they have allowed the most PPR points to tight ends this season. So that is very tasty. And then finally, Pat Fryermuth, who is now back from injury, we should expect him to get a little better moving on as, as Kenny Pickett hopefully gets a little better too. And maybe he can lean on him and the matchups are good. Indianapolis, Cincinnati, Detroit, Adam Troutman, Jake Ferguson also have good playoff matchups. So that's just kind of a look forward next week. I want to look forward a little bit at uh, running backs and wide receivers to get you guys prepared for that. But I think uh, these quarterbacks and tight ends are people just to put in the back of your mind. If you have room as stashes on your bench in case we get more injuries. Um, other waiver pickups this week, uh, Demario Douglas needs to be rostered for new England, no matter who the quarterback is, uh, Jaden Reed is getting used a lot, yeah. actually has the most receiving yards for the Packers this year. And interestingly, you know, they use them in a couple rushing packages this week before Aaron Jones left with injury. So that's interesting for his upside and he's available in like 80% of leagues. And play him at wide receiver though. This uh this Packers team with uh you mentioned yeah, Reed leading in, in the yards. I think uh Dobbs leaves in receptions, and then obviously now with the the the, uh, right. the injury to uh to Aaron Jones, and then like you have I mean, everyone believed in Christian Watson, he hasn't really done much of anything, and then even AJ Dillon, when he's had the opportunity, hasn't really yeah. underwhelming. Been great. Yeah, very underwhelming, and he was a guy kind of believed in, and then Jordan Love just had his first, you know, his best game since I believe like week three. So this offense is like that. We're talking about a roller coaster. Um, but I, I, yeah, I do think those receivers that you mentioned, Jaden Reed, great game. Uh, you could probably believe in those guys. Leo Shakir uh, is someone that could go off for you in any given week. Now we know Michael Thomas is on the IR. Shocker. Show me your shocked face. <laughs> Michael Thomas on the IR? No. Um, they signed Marquez Callaway to the practice squad. So yeah, I don't know. But hopefully this is good news for Chris Olave. Also, Derek Carr is still in a concussion protocol, so may 
So that we will have a big week with Jameis Winston. That's a possibility. It could be exciting. Martin, if you're listening at home. I don't think anyone wants, uh, no one wants Jameis Winston to play more than Martin Weiss. I can tell you that. But Rashid Shahid. Yeah, Martin. Martin, go get Rashid Shahid. Take a dart throw there. So, um, yeah, those are probably, my, and then of course, at running back, uh, we have to talk about the news with Ken Walker. So Ken Walker, oblique injury. And as we know, Pete Carroll is, uh, not, he's one of those not very transparent about injuries kind of coaches. Oh, he's fine. And then he never plays again. Chris Carson. Um, he's done this for years. Yeah. Okay. No big deal. It's just a little pain in the neck. Everybody's got a little pain in the neck now and then. Um, so this is a, and, and he actually said, this is a fairly significant oblique injury. He actually said significant, which means Ken Walker might actually be dead. You should probably check and make sure Ken Walker is still alive because yeah. that's. <laughs> if yeah. Pete Carroll says it's uh, significant, then yeah, you'd be, be very, very worried or his family. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Zach Charbonnet time. Now Charbonnet had already been eating into Ken Walker's playing time, playing more and more of the snaps, playing on third down. So this week should be uh, RB1 for Charbonnet. However, only RB2 for your fantasy lineups because it is the San Francisco 49ers. So please do bear in mind it is a tough matchup for running backs. Other than that, high upside uh, handcuffs again. We'll talk about this more next week, but Ty J Spears is a good one for this week. You could have some standalone value if you are in trouble. Uh, Terrell Henderson was released. I mean. <laughs> Thanks for your uh, two weeks of work. And uh, what we'll are, see like, you later. the Rams, like the popular girl in high school, they can just <laughs> use a guy and drop him in a few days. Like what the heck? I mean, I get it. Kyron Williams is coming back. He's younger. He's yeah. cuter. Whatever. He's got a little more going on. But shouldn't you at least keep Daryl Henderson around? I mean. He, he hasn't had a fair shake. I mean, I was lucky one that I know some people were split in the, the Henderson or the Royce Freeman. Freeman obviously was involved more, but Royce Henderson Freeman, got the touchdown. But... So I, I started Henderson. It's like, yep, thanks for the thanks for the six points. See you later. Uh, Kyron, come back. It's very strange. It's tough. I don't know. I don't know. Sean McVay. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, get him off your rosters, I guess. Maybe some other team will pick him up since he was released and there's plenty of teams that could use an extra running back. Um, any other running backs? Uh, la, 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 go through my, Oh, Devin Singletary, probably not still available, but obviously he's in a good spot. And I still like Keaton Mitchell, but as predicted, it's still a committee there, right? So it's not just obviously Keen Mitchell time. So Vaughn Ahmed uh, on the IR is what I read just recently. So that running back room is still led by Raheem Mostert and hopefully Devon Achan, that injury was no big deal. That's mm -hmm. what we're hoping, but I might be trepidatious about starting him this week. If you have another option, just because they might ease him back in because he fell on that same knee, but we know Mike McDaniel loves his fast running backs and he'll try to get him back in there sooner than later, as long as he feels uh, that he's healthy enough to sustain the workload. So fire up Raheem Mostert one more week. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. Let's talk Thanksgiving Day games. I always love Thanksgiving Day because my Cowboys always play. It's always fun. But maybe the most fun thing this year is that we're actually going to have a great Detroit Lions game. Like the Lions play all the time too. And it's always like, oh, it's the, it's the Lions. That's I'm going to make the cranberry sauce. 
right? Um, And then I'll be ready for the Cowboys game. I'm going to be sitting there with my turkey leg, like, let's go. But the Lions might be the game to watch. The Lions games may be the game to watch. I'm excited. I I guess I have a a hot take about all three games combined. It's the same take. and, And maybe you could yell at me and say I'm wrong here. But I just feel like... This is these games. It's not about like who will win. It's like if the better team will cover. Um, I, I think just, it's about how much the favorite will cover. Yeah, yeah I agree. Like I, mean, the, like, I, mean, I looked at it and I was like, is there anything to think about? Like, what reason can you possibly give that the Lions won't cover? What reason can you possibly give that the Cowboys won't cover? Well, I mean, I can give reasons because I'm a Cowboys fan and I can get into that headspace. But in reality, no, they're going to cover. It's eleven. It's eleven. It's eleven. The 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 commanders are they were, that game was atrocious versus the Giants. People already anointing Sam Howell as the guy. I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but like he's still pretty sloppy with the football. I understand his offensive line's bad. They're not a, they Ron Rivera's gonna get fired. Right now, your Cowboys are absolutely clicking. And now you're getting Tony Pollard scoring. It's like, what else do you need? Um there that I think that game will be the biggest margin of victory. Uh the first game, too. I mean, look, we're just talking about the Packers. They're you know, they're they're spreading the ball around. Uh Jordan Love had his best game in a while. No fake. I would I have said, right. And I would have said if, if Jared Goff didn't have his worst game of the year last week, then, uh, then I would have been like, Oh, you know, never know. But he had his worst game and they still found a way to win. He was atrocious. Because, he threw the ball. Like, the he should have been another six. are not good versus the run. And guess who has like the best running back room in the right. NFL. Jameer Gibson, J- David Montgomery are mm-hmm. uh, beast mode. Right. You forget yep. about it. Packers, you're gone. Yep. Yeah. And you don't have Aaron Jones now either to even like pretend like there's a threat in your run game. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if, if it has to turn into a shootout yeah. or, the, or the Packers are playing catch up. No one. I don't have faith in that. And especially too, mm-hmm. obviously, with they already played the game on the road. So now the Lions are home. Um, this is and this we is know really, how good Jared Goff is at home. We've talked about that. His splits are unbelievable. They're and unbelievable. He, got, he got his bad game out of the way. And they, like I said, they still won. That does something for the locker room. I was bad. We won. We're moving to the Thanksgiving game. The crowd's going to be fired up. They own this He's team. Bad. Like you said, bad. that's what's so great. That's like what's good about the Niners, right? Like even if Brock Purdy has an off day, it's okay. Just give the ball to Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. These are the kind of teams that win in championships. These are the time kind of teams you can depend on. They're also like the best versus the spread this year, I believe, last I checked. The Lions. Yes. Yeah, they have been very, very good. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, I agree. I think it's the favorites. I don't, but you know, it's Thanksgiving Day. Anything can happen. Everybody's having fun. I don't know, but I'm backing the favorites in all of them. Do you have favorite player props? Because yes. like for me, I looked at this Cowboys game and I'm like, I got to, I got to stop. Cause I'm like over, 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 over. I, uh, like, yeah, I, crazy. the, the, it's definitely, definitely been on the, on the, uh, on the favorites here. I, I don't, I really just don't it's see great. a path to victory. And then like that 49ers win was just such a good win. I never, I never like hit the panic button on them. I, you know, and the Seahawks have like, the Seahawks had plenty of opportunities this season to, to like really put, put them in like that not the elite tier of the NFC, but being like, oh, they're for real. They could, you know, make some noise in the playoffs. They haven't really done that. They haven't really impressed me. Um, And and the the issue with this particular matchup is, as we mentioned, no Ken Walker. So, you know, Zach Charbonnet, who has been very good, like 4.9 yards per attempt this year. Totally, totally good. Can handle it. And then DJ Dallas, fine. He's been fine before. But you may not even have Geno Smith. And if you do have Geno Smith, he's arguably a little bit banged up with his elbow. Mm-hmm. So it's let last I checked the spread was under seven, six and a yeah. half. Six and a half, yeah. And totals 43. I mean, I, I it just playing into the favorite hands in all these games. All 
over the Seahawks. You can run and pass. Yeah. Like they've allowed an average of like 60 receiving yards per game to running backs. Now I know a lot of those went to Brian Robinson, but a lot of those went to Brian Robinson guys. So hello, Christian McCaffrey over 31 and a half receiving yards. I like that prop. I just, I'm with you. It's, yeah. it's good. Yeah. So I'll just, I'll just run through my quick, I have a prop for each game. Um, the first game, uh, David Montgomery over 66 and a half rushing yards is minus minus one nineteen. You said it, the, the ter- Packers terrible, uh, rush defense. I believe they are, they give up like over 1300 yards on the ground already this year. That's good. That's top 10 worst. Uh, if you look at the game that David Montgomery had versus them, uh, way, way, way back in September when they were on the road, he ran the ball 32 times against him for 121 yards and three touchdowns. Um, I'm not saying going to head that again but i mean the prop only being 66 and a half even with gibbs you know more feature in the offense now i i just don't see that's not how it's not going to hit plus if we're talking about the game script of like you know they're going to be up by a a lot or a fair amount it's gonna it's not gonna be a ton of jared goff in the second half so 66 and a half i i i would be absolutely the only way i don't see montgomery getting to 67 yards is if he injures himself which obviously we don't want to see that so that's my prop for the, that first game, your game here, the 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 commies versus the Cowboys. You know, sometimes when a team has a bad loss, they're like, oh, we'll regroup and get out the next game. I think that loss is so dejecting. I don't think they're going to be fired up whatsoever. They want the season to end. Um, what's going to happen is your Cowboys will be up by quite a lot. And a guy that loves to throw the ball and the offense that loves to throw the football is the commander's offense. Sam Howell over 39 and a half passing attempts. Like that. That's minus 109. Just go look at his stat. I mean, he has some, he's a pun, like, I think what, five or six games in a row with over 45 or 44 passing attempts. I mean, the guy's thrown the ball a ton of times this year. So that one I think should hit because game script again, they will be down. They will have to throw the football. And then uh, for the last game, the Niners Seahawks game, this one's a little bit spicier, um, but it does involve CMC. Look, his streak has ended. His touchdown streak has ended. What is a better way than to start a new streak on national television where everyone's watching, everyone's all stuffed from their food. Christian McCaffrey, First touchdown score. He's going to get the ball. They're going to pound it early to get him that. We all saw what Shanahan was trying to do with to keep that streak alive, keep him in the game to the score because he cares about him. First touchdown score is plus 260. So you'll make a decent amount of money off that. You bet him first. Um, I do see this as a game that they're just going to, you know, take it nice and easy, just run the ball, win this game, which shouldn't be a problem. So those are my uh, the prop bets I do like for these, uh, what I think may be boring games, unfortunately. The Seahawks have allowed. Um, Exactly one rushing touchdown per game this season, which is pretty high rate, mm-hmm. actually. Um, yeah, I like that too. I like that payout. It's a nice payout. So it's a great the reason why obviously the first is a is a could be a fluke thing, but the play the payout for a player who does score a lot of touchdowns anyway, to me, when you add those things together, plus like, I just think they're going to, you know, it's, you see how much they use him and the, the Seahawks have not been good. They're dealing with injuries. Like I would not be shocked if uh, first drive, like CMC breaks off like a 40 plus yard run or something like that, just right off the bat, get the game started. So I think just because if it was one, if it was a lesser player, I'm probably not saying bet on who scores first, but I think when it's Christian McCaffrey, it changes everything. So, um, I like all those props. I really do. And I'm with you. I just feel like in general for betting on props this week, there's no reason to shy away from just betting on the stars. A lot of times I like to go and get like these smaller props that are easy to do. And I think people are going to be sneaky and creative and all this, but it just feels like it's a day to bet on the stars. And and on that note, I would be very happy to bet on the over for CD lamps receiving yards. They're only 87 and a half. Again, 
the commanders are allowing like 300 passing yards per game. And if you think that CeeDee Lamb is going to get less than 88 of those, eh, I understand that the Cowboys could be out to a big lead. But, but thankfully, that doesn't seem to have mattered because they understand they just need to get Dak clicking and moving. And they're not doing the thing where they're like, OK, well, we're not going to pass. We're just going to run and do the clock. No, they're just trying to get Dak clicking. And I think because it's Thanksgiving Day, because the cameras are on, they're going to still want to have the fireworks. So I see C.D. Lamb doing that. I also like the nice low number for Brandon Cooks at only 31 and a half. Mm, yeah. Because like that's so clearable again. Brandon Cooks is the kind of burner that can do this in one catch. And if the Cowboys are trying to show off at home like they do, then this is a good spot for that. Uh, I'll, home, I'll right? jump. Yeah, uh, they have. Yeah. yeah, I think they have to be. Yeah. Dallas is usually always home for. Yeah, right, they're always at home. Um, I, yeah. I was like, I just said that, but I didn't actually verify <laughs> I, that. I like double checked my brain too. I'm like, of course they're home. I was just gonna say to add, home, to, right? add to that. Um, yeah. I'm with you 100 percent on the the style points aspect of this. I know it sounds crazy to say, but it's it's, it's Jerry Jones. Like it's Jerry Jones. Home on Dolly Parton singing at halftime. Yes. Like, can we get any more Texan? Like, yes. I, I'm gonna have big hair. I'm gonna tease my hair. I'm gonna get closer to God. God, I'm going to say, bless your heart to everybody that bets on the commanders. Like yeah. that's what we're going to do. Um, so but, yeah, I'm going for picks over. I mean, newsflash, Jerry's not trying to win this game. Uh, 23, 20, he wants to win 49 to, to seven or whatever. Like he wants to blow them out. They're going to be airing the ball out even to the fourth quarter, even with the lead, because again, national television, so they want this team back in the conversation of are the contenders. And by the way, I mean, I, I mean, you know, from I, I, I think they, they should be their offense look awesome lately. Honestly, like I, don't think the Eagles looked very good, even in their win yeah. last night. That was more about the Chiefs blowing the game than about the Eagles being so good. And I think the Eagles could be a lot better. I really yeah. do. And I think that the potential to be a lot better, but they're not there. And that game with the Cowboys was very close and could have mm -hmm. gone either way. Mm -hmm. It was just who made the most mistakes in that day. Cowboys made the most mistakes and also probably got the less favorable calls from the officiating crew. But obviously I'm a Cowboys fan, so I understand if other people don't feel that way. But I, I think that this division is well within reach of the Cowboys. And as you said, I think this is about spectacle. This is about show. Cowboys. Come back there. Um, so, yeah, I, I also kind of dig Brian Robinson to go over 38 and a half rushing yards, though. I know that the game script doesn't really favor that. But gosh, 38 and a half. That's so low. It's low. And a lot of draws. I, I can see that. I can see him clearing that. And the Cowboys are allowing 75 yards per game. Like it just, you know, it just one or two big runs, like little mistake because they, they're celebrating too much, the Cowboys, and they do have a lead and there just could be some opportunity. So Robinson's been a lot of their offense and, and McLaurin's mm -hmm. receiving prop is really low. And I, I would tend to bet the under on that as well, but just, you know, you never know. So I don't like to bet against the stars too much. Uh, so I won't officially say that one, but I, I imagine it will be low, mostly because Sam Howell spreads out the ball so much. He and Jordan Love both. Mm -hmm. They make it really difficult to bet on receivers because they don't have a favorite receiver. And in theory, that should be awesome because it's easy to trick other teams. There's not one guy, but it's not working out for either of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, Sam, the the case study on Sam Howell going into next year will be very, very interesting. And so, uh, I I mean, he's a guy you want to bet the overs on everything, the temps, completions, passing yards. He's probably going to hit it because they're throwing the ball so much. But it's like 
do you really trust him? Is he really the guy? Um, it just complicates things. So I, I yeah, I mean, I, I like if you want to go the overs on the stars there, it is tough because of that. Well, besides the Brian Robinson one. But um, yeah, I, I just think I love those Cowboys props. And I, I, I do think that it's going to be another unfortunate week for uh, for the commies there. What do you think about the McCaffrey prop? Would you rather take his receiving prop or his rushing yards prop this week? My honest opinion is, he's gonna, I think he's gonna have an awesome game. I, I think it's it'll be. be I, I think he's gonna. Uh, yeah, I think that again. I there's something yeah. about just like Thanksgiving. It's just like we'll get back to our bread and butter. What works for us, Christian McCaffrey works for you. And uh, again, you're gonna be playing a banged up Seahawks team, kind of dejected, a, a bad like loss to the Rams. And I just think like that's yeah, it's gonna be CMC all day here. Um, I think in Brock Purdy, I mean, a perfect pass writing last game. Uh, and talk about a guy that knows how to spread the ball around effectively. And now their Debo is back like full fledged offense, but CMC still your guy. I would, I would say both on, on those. I, yeah. I really do love him in this game. It's why I have him uh-huh. scoring first. So we're together on this. We say bet on the stars if you're betting on your player props. So so bet on the Christian McCaffrey, bet on the David Montgomery, bet on uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, you know. Yes, yes. Bet on the stars um, because that's what makes it fun. And also bet on the stars. Anyway, but on the stars, I'm pointing to my, if you guys saw the video, you'd see, um, so this right. is what this is why we get the player props like because like we're we're kind of all in obviously bet on the on the spreads too on the favorites but like yeah. if you're like oh this game may be boring it's like well that, that's what fantasy and the player props are for because you're rooting for the players to succeed in these games when they the outcomes may be pretty lopsided. That's right, and and honestly, you know, sometimes for fantasy lopsided games are awesome because there's a beautiful thing called garbage time. <laughs> yes, and that yeah. can work out really well for your wide receivers and even your quarterback. So thank you. Fantasy gods for garbage time. They mean it means something to fantasy players, even if it doesn't mean anything in in real life. And that keeps the game interesting and it keeps us engaged until the end, which is why fantasy football is such an awesome thing. You get to bond with your friends, with your family. You get to be invested in all the games, not just one of the games. You get to be invested in individual players. You you care about how they're doing. You care about Justin Jefferson if he's injured. You sent him messages saying, please feel better because I care about you and your career, not your fantasy team. And and yeah. It's It's Thanksgiving. So send Justin Jefferson, all our listeners, send Justin Jefferson, like (laughs) take your time, heal up, come back when you're ready. I appreciate you. That's that's how you reverse it. Have some extra pie. Reverse jinx this for all of us. Um, we are thankful for all of you guys that listen at extra points podcast network. You are what keeps us here. And we thank you for your questions. I'm sorry to anyone I didn't get back to in time on Sunday. I got a lot of questions Sunday morning. I wasn't able to get back to all of them. So I'm sorry for that. We will take your questions next week for mailbag. Mm-hmm. Uh, be sure to follow us on YouTube. Be sure to listen to all the podcasts, uh, extra points, lemon pepper parlay, minus three, trendy. We're putting out awesome content for you all week long. And of course, the wrap up show on Friday, which summarizes mm-hmm. all the best things you know. In case you don't have time to listen to them all, you can listen to that and it'll catch you up on all the best uh, moments mm-hmm. from this week. And uh, it is it is time to get serious. We are getting into playoff mode and we're about to get very serious about winning here. Not that we haven't been serious, but we're going to win some championships, Eddie, and I'm excited about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the playoff mode is the best. And again, we're here to help everyone else who's in this the, the home stretch here trying to, you know, get a better seed, whatever it is. Trading deadlines passed. 
what's the best rosters to start going forward. That's what we're here to help for. And again, we're regular week next week, no uh, Thursday, Friday games or extra Thursday games rather. So back to the mailbag and help everyone out and just keep tweeting at us and, uh, you know, keep on the lookout for all our videos and stuff like that. Trade deadline has passed. So you really will need to work the waiver wire at mm-hmm. this point. This becomes even more important and you need to make the right start set decisions. And by the way, speaking of trade, trade deadline, I have a hilarious story uh, when it comes to trades. And um, But I felt like I might get a little bit on my high horse. So it's not a good day to do it Thanksgiving. So we'll save it for another episode. But right. put a post-it right that's there. A tease. That's a tease, folks. Put a post-it note there. Um, those of you who follow me on Twitter probably know what I'm talking about if you saw one of my tweets this week but I'll give you more details later. All right, everybody, have an awesome Thanksgiving. Enjoy the turkey and enjoy the football.